Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Welcome on in. Happy Thursday. Jake Scott with you from our Vivint Smart Home Arena studios. Austin Horton across the glass from me. Safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Abraham Sapruder. Abraham, hello. Uh, that's not who I am, but uh, I am here. Gordon Monson with us from... Uh, Casa de Monson, we 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 have some show comma business that we need to get to, and, and we'll we'll get right to that. But first, pleasantries. How are you? Every, how <laughs> everything going? Okay, you doing well? Yeah, <laughs> you doing well? You don't sound overly enthusiastic about my welfare. No, I am. I I am. We we have we made a bet on yesterday's show, and we'll get to those details here in a moment. I just I I feel like I need to be on guard a little bit. That's oh. All. <laughs> Uh, everybody in my family got a, a pretty good chuckle out of your response to uh, what you're talking about here in vague terms. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're such a skeptic. Oh, I, yes, yes. I'm skeptical of this whole thing. And, and let's... You're not just a skeptic. You're a cynic. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. All right. So here, here's the thing. Uh, rewind yesterday's show. Uh, we were talking about Gordon and Gordon's ability and willingness to prepare food. And uh, we made a bet. I said I would do some incriminating audio if Gordon prepared dinner for his whole family. This, and this was after the Not Sports Report, though, where he attacked us. True. He did attack us. And we, we talked about how it was just you who had to prepare it. Everybody, you know, everybody else in the fam could take the night off. And uh, you, you would you would do the whole thing, and I would do incriminating audio. You you had to tape it though. You had to give us evidence, and that's that's where the bet was yesterday. Can we agree on that? Yes. Okay. Fast forward to uh, like six and a half minutes later, and Gordon texts Austin and I yesterday, or Austin and me, and uh, and says, oh, "Well, already prepared uh, the dinner, already done." <laughs> Time to to pay up, and then mm. sent us uh, some videos. Now I I will say, uh, we're we're not going to send out the videos because Austin is going to be the only opinion that really matters here, and we don't want to get caught up in a lot of uh, of noise out there. So Austin, the ground rules. Austin is gonna gonna be the decider, as a former president once said. Oh boy. And so Austin has consumed the evidence uh, before we get to arguments. <laughs> here 
in a moment. But, well, I didn't know I was going to trial. But Gordon sent us like three minutes of grainy video <laughs> of him kind of helping prepare dinner and mm. then said, oh, look, pay up. And uh, I even threw out some mild pushback, like, yeah, you baked a key lime pie right after the show. <laughs> I wasn't even home yet. And <laughs> it was like, we, we honestly, we, we ate, uh, I think, let's see, Naz had dinner, we had French onion soup, and we ate, we weren't done yet when I got that text from you. <laughs> We hadn't started, and 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 she did like a like a crock pot thing that that is super easy because you just dump it into a bowl, mm. and <laughs> we got what's the text you, what, from you. But I, but you decided to cook bison burgers, mm-hmm. uh, which first of all, Gordon, way to way to pick a, a difficult dish. Might I? Well, uh, like, look, uh, like, it was a full, it on was the, a full meal. On the I, degree did it, of difficulty. I did it on the new grill I have, and uh, they were delectable. Uh, maybe a tad bit underdone, but uh, but the thermometer said they were ready. I did all that. I you saw me make the salad, and uh, okay, I added making some, the salad, uh, you just picked up something next to the bowl and dumped it on some <laughs> spinach. That you there's no video of you actually putting the spinach into the bowl. So oh, all the ingredients are video. just we, ready-made, we, laying no, out in front of you, no, and you're I just gra- like, mm, "Here's I, here's so the the macadamia nuts." <laughs> you're making it much more complicated than it was. I I went into the refrigerator, got a bag of spinach out, dumped it in a bowl, and then mixed in some coconut flakes, and then mixed in some candied pecans, and then added the uh, the uh, poppy seed dressing on top. It's not that complicated. You're making it much more difficult than it is. And and the extent of of the video we got on the burgers was just Gordon lifting the lid on the grill <laughs> and showing us that there were yes burgers on the grill and then when it came time to get the burgers off of the grill uh, the there's a, a a nice jump cut in there of gordon saying hey let's get the burgers off the grill and then gordon pointing pointing at a plate full of burgers and saying whoa there they are it's pretty pretty no. accurate no, I worked my butt off. I couldn't video everything. It would have been uh, it would have been a forty five minute process. I had trouble enough sending you three different uh, you know segments of what I did video. All right, my favorite. The, the technology was more difficult than the meal. My favorite part, might I say, is you slicing cheese and, and talking about how you've prepared all the, you know, dressings for the burger or whatnot, where there's a whole meal prepared behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon's cutting like the last two slices of cheese. <laughs> Being like, no, oh, look just, at what I've done. <laughs> that's just the part that's on the video. I sliced the cheese, I sliced the tomatoes, I tore the lettuce apart, I had it all rinsed off and ready to go. I did all that stuff. None of that made it into the video. <laughs> Another part that didn't make it into the video was me warming up the uh, the buns in the oven. I had the buns in the oven and they were all toasty and nice. So That one got... Anyway. And then I, I raised the question on our text chain. I say, where where's Gordon pounding out the patties? 
Where's that? That would be some pretty prime video of some real, you know, getting your hands dirty, so to speak. I did get my hands dirty. I told you. Man, you guys have trust issues. You really do. I worked my butt off on that meal, and it was it turned out delectable. And uh, everything was everybody was really happy with it. And you guys are nitpicking. Just... Here's here's what I think happened for the consideration of the jury, Austin. <laughs> you got off the air yesterday. You told Lisa about the bet, and Lisa's like, "I've basically got dinner done. We could send him a couple of videos with you in, in strategic places, and this will be the easiest bet you ever won." That that is my theory for consideration. No. Uh, of of the jury, you didn't bake a key lime pie, Gordon. You, there's, you did not. You just bake. You bake it for. It takes like 13 minutes. It's it's no big. It's a, I I had the ingredients. I made it all. I've I, it, it was okay. I may have had a little help with the decorations around the edge. I will confess the that. But all the, the all the rest of it, all the rest of it was good hard labor. Wait, what, are guys the, are, what are the decorations? Here's, here's, here's Jake. Oh, so you bake the key lime pie after the show. <laughs> the first video came in at 7.14 p.m., and the show ends at 7. That's no, a quick... You, you, a, you, know, you know the truth about that. I had a good hour, hour and did, 10 did. minutes to get all that done, and I did it. You and got it off. Good. You got off the air yesterday, and you thought, you know what? Let's get a key lime pie going. No, oh, you man. didn't. I, I sprinted. <laughs> no, didn't. I sprinted from the show into the kitchen. I was I was like the Tasmanian devil in there. Why didn't you video it like we asked, though? Yeah. Because I couldn't video the whole Why? thing. I Why? Video- you set the phone in the corner and you go about. Oh, I, I couldn't even send. I had to, Well, I did. It took three different segments to get it to you guys because it wouldn't send all and together. it is very I, grainy. If I've done it for 45 minutes, it never would. It wasn't grainy at all. It's you could see grainy. everything. Maybe that's because yes. you're iPhone and I'm Samsung. I, 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 should, I should just know that you guys aren't going to accept the truth. Listen. What's different? It's like, it's like what I say on the show every day. I tell you these clever, funny stories from my past that are all true except for, you know, 0.5%, which I make clear that it's not true. And, and and this is true, and so you need to pay up. The 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 first video is you slicing cheese, but the cheese is already sliced. No, it's not. I sliced it. There's all. like seven pieces already sliced, and then I one know. magically just falls from the block. No, I sliced them all. <laughs> oh, and you oh. ate you ate part of the tomato. I ate a piece. That's of a cheese health code too. violation, right there. Listen, listen. Here, here's the thing in. In Vegas, Gordon, when let's say uh, you lay a few down on your Lobos uh, to uh, to uh, uh, beat the running rebels. All right. Uh, and after the game's over and you win, you you go to the the counter and you hand them your ticket. And see, this is a very this is a very simple process because you can prove you made the bet by having the ticket and you can prove what happened by because there was a game played. In this case, you can't prove to me that the Lobos won. You dig? <laughs> oh, you guys, 
I, I just, you don't play fair. You did find I, the I, fridge, though. Huh? I, I worked my butt off to make that meal, and I was so proud of myself. And I, I knew. Lisa uh, took the cheese that I had sliced and put it over on the counter uh, where the rest of the fixings were. And Sounds I said, like help. You, I said, you shouldn't have done that because those, those, <laughs> those SOBs are going to say that that counted as help. And she said, you know what she said? She said, no, they won't. They won't be that petty. And I said, yeah, they will. You wait and see. Petty like his airness. Now, I have conceded uh, the decision-making authority uh, over to Austin. So, Gordon, you know, I, I'm, I'm arguing my case based on the evidence. That's all I'm Well, here. I just would like to remind the jury that they're not the ones that will have to do the incriminating audio. That will whoa, be whoa, whoa, whoa. Objection, Your Honor. <laughs> On what grounds? That was what are they, argumentative. <laughs> Prejudicial. That's what I'm going for. That, that's I'll it. allow as, it. Yeah. As though this kangaroo court isn't already okay. leaning the other way. You can't, you can't be like, yo, side with me because. You know. <laughs> Look, I, well, we don't he need does, a. He doesn't have stake in the game. That's why he gets to decide. Well, we don't need an answer now, right? I can deliberate and <laughs> well, give wait, give does, opportunity for bribes. Do, yeah, I was going to say, what do you mean by deliberate? <laughs> it takes a minute to wire funds, I'm told. Oh, <sighs> uh, it was I am was leaning fun. one and way. My, and my my family did appreciate my effort. I'm telling you, as soon as I got done with the show, I I I put the machine down and I ran into the kitchen. And I started just going crazy. And my wife was sitting there going, wow, impressive. Really? No, she was shocked and bewildered, I'm sure. (laughs) If that even happened. There is also a question of you saying one of the videos had technical difficulties, which that doesn't sit well. No, it uh, yeah, I, I, it disappeared. I, I don't uh, know what happened to it. Okay, like, like a Tom with, Brady yeah, cell phone. Okay, no, Tom. no, the one the one with me. Well, there were parts of it that there were two different parts. One had to do with the pie, and the other had to do with the uh, buns being heated in the oven. Both of which were supposedly <laughs> recorded by my daughter, but uh, apparently they there are gaps. <laughs> Your daughter's not on trial. Oh, now we're we're going into Richard Nixon territory. Yeah. <laughs> Mysterious gaps in the tape. Release them now. The aliens did president. But there's there's enough that I showed you in the video that should be just convincing. And and I think that that was uh that was evident to anybody far, with eyes to see. Far from convincing. I, I also <laughs> don't care for John Hyatt too well, and you, you threw him in there on your side, which kind of doesn't want to make me pick you. No, but. you like John Hyatt. No. Uh, why? You, t- you told me you liked him. John Hyatt? Yeah, the, uh, the Have a Little Faith in Me song. No, 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 no. So you, you've yeah. been poisoning the jury pool since last night then? What is this Jedi mind trying trick? to? You yeah. like John, right? Hyatt. You're trying to use <laughs> no, quotes you do, that you thought Austin liked. I had John Hyatt as a song, as an artist of the day back in the day, and they played, they played, we played that song, and Austin, you said, "Oh, I like that song." And this is this is this song is close to my heart because when my oldest daughter Lauren was a mere uh, baby, she used to love to fall asleep 
in my arms as I was uh, dancing to the song. And it got to the point where she would sing the song. As she, as she grew older, she would sing that song as I was holding her. So uh, that that is... So it wasn't about Austin at all then? No, but I played the song. I said, Austin, you should try, listen to this song. And Austin said he liked it. it I don't know song. if he liked the It is a good song. Did. I was just yeah. having a little fun. But I didn't need Lauren's life story, but appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I am so proud of myself. I went to work. I got it done. I delivered the goods. And now you guys are, are nitpicking over little details. Okay, that's your theory. My theory also is substantiated by the evidence. <laughs> I don't think so. Come on. What kind of crooked thief do you think I am? Oh, because, you know, incriminating audio is so... I do like incriminating audio. See what you're what you're trying to do is you, now you're lumping all my family members in on this and calling them liars because they they you know my one daughter was filming the whole thing and she they, they stand as witnesses so take that into consideration will you uh, Mr. Head wow. Of the jury? wow really that's that's where you're going not only are you in questioning <laughs> my integrity but that of my whole family that yes I that is par- <laughs> a part of my theory of the crime. <laughs> Is that everybody uh, over there in the Monson household thought there's blood in the water? I gotta, I gotta tell you though, when you sent that thing, I read it to everybody. Everyone was busting up laughing. <laughs> the part about here, where is it? Uh, I know. Wait, I... wait, wait, wait. Let me find it. Uh, <laughs> I sent this detailed video to uh, Jake and Austin. And Jake's response after viewing the videos, this proves nothing. You baked a key lime pie after the show, not buying it. All true. I did. Except I your did fate. Say that. <laughs> that was funny. I thought that was a really funny response. No. You baked a key lime pie after the show. <laughs> you know, we had some we had some laughs over at uh, over our dinner table as well. So did Naz, uh, was she on my side or was she questioning uh, attorney style as she does? Yeah, she, 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 had, some, she had some questions. But she also, uh, you know, admires the integrity of you and your family, Gordon. So we're all torn. All right. Well, take all that into consideration. Uh, the jury should. It's all in Austin's hands well, am I now. Talking like Yoda all of a sudden. Yeah, that's, that's... But you know what? <laughs> I actually have access to Austin, I think, giving me an advantage in this scenario. Uh, what do you mean? Well, I mean for a bribe to take place. <laughs> he's closer. I'm here. Yeah, but if he's, we were he's, gonna, not, if it, he's not driving up the hill to your house. If it, yeah, but if, think of it in the long term, Austin. Who who uh, who is more likely to come up with the goods for you to uh, to find pleasure in? Uh, Jake and his, his empty <laughs> pockets are me. I thought you said you were just a working man. You don't drive right. fancy cars. You don't have stocks. You have Wait, nothing. Hold on, goods to find pleasure in? <laughs> Which is it? Where's he going? The blue boutique? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of uh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it to Watch, sound uh, that way. Which guy can uh, find you goods to uh, <laughs> find pleasure in? Oh, wow. Gordon, you know what? You need to uh, stay a sports uh, radio host slash uh, sports columnist because if you went to any field that required bribery of any sort, you'd you'd be terrible at it. Gordon, go grease that guy's palm. Ah, you don't want me doing that.
<laughs> Wait a minute. Are you saying that every other hey, fella, every other vo- like pleasure? location <laughs> other than ours? <laughs> I got the goods back here. <laughs> I wonder how many of our listeners who aren't in our particular profession are constantly bribing people. Uh, well, one way or another, probably most of us. Mm. <laughs> but not one like way or another. Not but like high ranking officials like you, Gordo, but you know. Austin, just remember what the potential might be. <laughs> See, oh. this is underhanded. This tells me that you are. T- and and by the way, you out of one side of your mouth say, how dare you question my integrity? <laughs> and out of the other side of your mouth, you're like, hey, Austin, I'll bribe you to, to rule my way. Wait a minute. You were the one that said you had access, direct access to him. So I was just countering that. That's, I, called, I that's just, called baiting you. I was no, I was, so that's okay was, for you to say that, but a, I can't. It was a sting operation. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. At some I, point during the show, we'll get a we'll get a ruling from Austin. He can review the evidence, and Gordon can come up with a, a dollar figure. Well, I sure hope he finds in favor of me because uh, I don't want to go through that that laborious process that I went through last night. Too laborious <laughs> process. Even if you did everything you claimed to do, I would far from call it, you know, like if that's the most work you've done in a decade, I tell you. Uh, Well, that was after a long day of hard work uh, on top of that. And uh, it was a day where I brought home the bacon and uh, fried it up in the pan. I didn't see any bacon. There certainly wasn't any video evidence of it. It's it's not to be taken literally. Oh, I see. All right. Uh, coming up next, we'll get to our split story of the day. Boy, are things going to get interesting in the world of college sports. We'll explain to you the latest. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Gordon, should we talk some uh, college sports, specifically football? Let's get get into the split story. Austin? Two guys, two topics, two two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I actually think if games cannot be attended by fans, if we're not, if we're at that point where it's not safe for fans to, to be in large groups at, at games, so basically we're just doing these games for TV, I really think that one option would be to play games every day of the week. If it's just for TV, move the games to every day of the week. Don't put 90% of your games on Saturday. Do like the Mac does in November and play games every day of the week because at least then you could get monster TV ratings and then hopefully the TV networks could compensate some of these universities for moving these games to different days to generate some revenue to kind of offset the lost revenue they're going to get from no crowds. All right, that was Brett McMurphy on with DJ and PK, uh, I believe. 
Um, there's a report out, and Brett's working for WatchStadium.com now. But, of course, Gordon, when we first talk, uh, started talking to Brett, I think he was with CBS, right? And he was ESPN for a long time. And now he's out there with this, uh, this startup. But uh, his reports have always been good, and he's been coming on the station for a long, long time. Uh, but he's got quotes in here from multiple conference commissioners, Gordon, at uh, all levels. He's got most of them are on the record. He's got a couple of, uh, of uh, anonymous sources that are in here. Larry Scott has a couple of uh, quotes in here. But the, the overall consensus as far as uh, where they're at for college football, most commissioners favor uh, if you, you can play you're going to play model regardless. You know, uh, if, if some universities in the conference footprint uh, are unable to play, they'll just move on without them and uh, certainly aren't relying on the other conferences to, uh, to make that decision for them. Um, Larry Scott was singing, uh, singing a bit of a different tune, and we can get to his quotes coming up here momentarily. But what do you think about um, these commissioners thinking, hey, we're just going to, we're just going to go with what we can go with. Well, that uh, does create some problems, doesn't it? I mean, how? how <laughs> what? What if? What if a, teams in like three states can't play inside the conference, and and uh, the others can? And so you split your conference in half and just make do with the. But that's what he's suggesting. Right? That's the idea. That that just seems okay. Well. Uh, if you can do that, then uh, go ahead. I don't know what it proves. Well, the other thing that they talked about, uh, these commissioners also are, are kind of going away from the students have to be back idea either uh, as well, that these student athletes can do their classwork online and, uh, and still participate in sports regardless of uh, if all the students are back or not. Uh, do you agree with that? Well, it, it's, it's kind of foggy, and actually that's where Larry Scott comes in because that depends on what your definition of is is, right? Uh, it, Larry said uh, he would not favor—here's the, uh, the quote from the piece. Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott said he would not favor student-athletes playing football if, there were, if they were the only students on campus. However, he said he would if, quote, at least some students are back on campus, unquote. Scott uh, said he also doesn't believe not all students would be required to return to campus to play football because of the new normal. Basically implying, Gordon, you know, some of these universities might be considering, you know, lighter on-campus coursework overall, right? So more, more courses move online that can move online, and maybe a student, instead of coming to campus or being on campus uh, five days a week, that's down to two or one, or, you know, they spread everything out. So he's saying... They just can't be the only students on campus. How are you going to do that, though? How, what, how, how are you going to determine who needs to be on campus and who doesn't? I don't know. Does it matter? Well, it just seems like it'd be somewhat arbitrary. Well, your, your chemistry lab that has to be on campus, you go on campus for that. But <laughs> They, don't want, you, they but, don't want you mixing chemicals in your apartment? Right, but, but say your lecture... You know, two days a week or whatever. You don't need to be in a theater for that. You can be at home. All right. So are they doing that for the public good or are they doing that to make an excuse so you can play football? Oh, no, no, no. I think that the the public good would I, – I think these universities will will try and do something like this regardless. I, I don't know if sports comes into that decision. 
But but well, most of these commissioners are saying it doesn't matter. I mean, they don't they don't care what the decision on that front is. is which, are which there is co- are there are there commissioners who flat out are saying we don't care whether the students are on campus or not? We want to play football. Uh, basically, no. I mean, they're not saying it that blatantly. And, uh, you know, I can tweet out a, a link to this so folks can can read it for themselves. But they're, they're saying that basically that they can make it work so these students can go to school and play football. But go to school doesn't necessarily mean in a classroom. Uh, OK, that's that's uh, what they're saying. They're not they're certainly not saying, yes, we want to uh, bathe in the cash associated with the football program. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not what they're saying uh, publicly. Only if they wanted to be completely honest. Right. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. It's 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 bigger than just gathering in a classroom. I understand that that's a concern. And when you consider some of the classes that people have to take at colleges, it seems like the uh, the attendance of that class is bigger than Pittsburgh, PA. You know, I mean, some of those auditoriums are huge. But you also have living conditions. You're bringing students together and, and loading them into apartment buildings, loading them into dorms. And so whether you have to actually attend lectures in every class in every instant uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you're 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 protecting everyone because you know how students are they're all jammed into their housing and uh, it's uh, it's pretty close quarters well, see i i think we're going to have to throw a lot of the blanket standards out when when we kind of move forward in my example with what you're talking about just on a on a broad perspective is maybe you know maybe that chemistry student or that engineering student i don't know med student what have you maybe they do need to be on campus but maybe your humanities student your Eng- english lit majors you know maybe those types of things you can do entirely remotely but they're still you, living you know, on they're still living so, in tight quarters but maybe you have you figure that out too instead of occupying 100% of capacity in your dorm rooms maybe it's what 10, 15, whatever, you put space in between. I don't know. I, that's why I'm saying I, I don't think – I think we're going to have to operate on a different basis than a blanket standard for everything. Mm. Well, uh, I, I, what they're trying to avoid here, obviously, is making it look like, okay, we're going to throw 120 student athletes on the on the field together, and they're going to be – banging hats and, 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 and tackling each other and doing all that stuff and then keep everybody separate on campus because then that's obviously hypocritical and a, and a double standard. Uh, and maybe if they can mitigate that a little bit uh, with what you're talking about, some of these dis- different options, then then they'll do so. But I, again, I think it reaches farther than that. I think you're bringing people into town. Some of these college towns they're not that big, and you're you're bringing in a student body that doubles the size of the town, and and so people are in contact with each other, regardless of how big a classroom setting is. So it's that, that that's part of what I'm talking about. It, it's complex. I'm not saying they can't find answers. I hope they do find answers, but I just don't understand like university presidents, like the guy at Alabama, who's saying, "Hey, we're going to play football." Or the guy at Iowa, we're going to play football, and we're going to have stand, we're going to have fans in the stands. I I don't know how they can make those proclamations at this point in the game. 
Well, now, fans in the stands uh, really wasn't any part of the conversation uh, that uh, McMurphy reported on today. So that's one thing that's not out there. But what they are However, doing— However, the University of Alabama president did say that. Yeah, and, and it's not going to be up to him. So, well, <laughs> you know, that, that decision is not going to be up to him. Now, if he gets the go-ahead from, uh, you know, the governor or whatever, you know— Whoever uh, calls the shots down there, then then maybe they operate uh, however far they're limited to go or allowed to go. But he certainly doesn't know that for a fact. And I don't even think that that's really his, going to eventually be his decision to make. Uh, but what these what the, I want to make sure we get to this, Gordon, because I thought this was interesting uh, when it came to proceeding without the other conferences or potentially without conference members, yeah. um, the the commissioners, uh, especially like uh, Bob Bowlesby of the Big 12, um, uh, let's see, Swafford of the ACC, they were all pretty much open to it. Larry Scott was definitely the most firm in his opposition. Uh, Larry Scott said this, quote, very, very highly unlikely that the Pac-12, quote, would start a season without all members playing, unquote. Uh, he said, "Quote: If we want a f- uh, <clears throat> excuse me, if we want to play a full season, want bowl games in the college football playoff, we ha- we all have to move together. We have to agree on the same system." Unquote. That's maybe one of the more intelligent things I've ever heard him say. <laughs> I was a lot smarter than saying, "Let's move our our uh, conference offices to the most expensive real estate block in the world." Uh, from uh, Walnut Creek or wherever they moved from. Well, I'd give him credit if I actually thought that uh, that was his opinion. And he said, uh, why, why don't, uh, can I get the the, uh, the presidential suite at the hotel in, uh, where was it, Vegas? Right. Um, no, no, no. I, I agree Larry... with him. I, I think it is important to keep some degree of unity on this. Uh, I, You know, maybe, maybe because they don't, this is interesting to me because these conferences are used to having ultimate power. And in this case, they don't have that power. And so there, it sounds to me like some of them are trying to exercise the power they have. And maybe some people think that's responsible leadership and others might think it's just a, uh, a money grab. Well, I honestly, Gordon, and, and here this is, uh, you know, through the looking glass with me for a second, but I don't necessarily think that's even Larry's opinion. I think that the the University of Washington, Washington State, and four California schools are in states that mm, this isn't as much of an option as it is in other states. Yeah. So, I mean, I I really think his opinion is dictated by that. I mean, what would what would uh, the, the the folks down there at uh, what do you like to call them, Gordon University of Spoiled Children? Uh, what would they say if Larry was like, "Yeah, we're we're moving on without you, California. Have a nice one." <laughs> I mean, that's that's just Larry's just not going to say that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, point. if if Alabama, if that university with its clout in the SEC were located in California, I I doubt that uh, the SEC would have the same tune. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Big Ten is really the interesting one because they have. Some of both ends of the spectrum, but more like the Pac-12 than it is like the SEC, right? I mean, Michigan is is under just a, a restrictive policy as California, and I heard quotes from their governor the other day. It doesn't sound like that's changing anytime soon. 
So, you know, I, I haven't checked on Ohio or those sorts of things, but the Big Ten is going to be the interesting one. Because, of course, yeah. the Big 12 and the SEC are, are talking about, you know, proceeding on their own. Of course they are. They're the ones so, with the, the most freedom to do so. So it'll be interesting to see if some of the conferences want to go, to, go, to, go forward together, either all for one or one for all, and other conferences are willing to split things up. And what does that do to an already fractured uh, college football landscape? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what that's going to do, and I don't know what that would look like. And ultimately, when you talk about the postseason and all that, what is that going to look like? This sounds really fractured and screwed up to me. And maybe they're still in the in the uh, investigative process, and maybe it'll all smooth out as time goes by. Certainly, we'd love to have there be a season if it's possible to do so safely, but it, it really seems like this underscores what I've been saying about college football for so long. It's already fractured, and this does nothing but exacerbate it even more. Um, and I, 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 I see a cloudy future. I really do. Well, the hard part is, is I think these commissioners are seeing something that you and I have talked about for a while, is that if, if college football is going to proceed as usual, you have to get, what, Gordon, 49 governors on the same page? Uh, to to all be able to hold events, and that's impossible. So what these commissioners are saying is, all right, well, you know, we're not going to let somebody else's governor make a decision for us. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so so let me ask you, having read everything that you've read, Jake, what is your opinion on what should happen, and what do you think at this point? Uh, obviously, a partial view, but what do you think will happen? Uh, can we get to it coming up next? We yeah. have a, a few minutes to chew on it. I'll, I'll answer that question. We'll get to it uh, straight ahead. But joining us right now, of course, from the warehouse, he is our dear friend Tom, who's here to help our listeners blow their minds with the best deal in town. Boom. Let, let me give you my opinion, Gordon and Jake. All my right. opinion is the governor should make a proclamation that this Mother's Day is the state of Utah's State proclaimed by your mother an adjustable bed. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I agree. Let's get the governor on the horn. I had I learned something yesterday. I had a customer come in, and they listen to us every week. They hear us talking about they had no idea what an adjustable bed is. So for those listeners who don't understand what we're talking about, this is a motorized adjustable bed. It helps you in many ways. Sleep apnea, insomnia, circulation, leg swelling. If you have uh, problems with acid reflux, arthritis problems, chronic pain, all of these problems, an adjustable bed, you can tweak it to where your body finds its comfort zone and you have less or no pain. So we're going to blow out for Mother's Day adjustable beds all weekend and in honor of mothers, so if it's your sweetheart and you want to honor her, come and buy her a new queen adjustable bed. I have a queen head-up adjustable bed, including the motorized adjustable bed and mattress, four ninety nine. If you're looking for nicer, I have head-up and foot-up for seven ninety nine, and that's including it, the mattress is called the Jupiter. And don't be stupider by your mother at Jupiter. Sorry, that was really bad, Austin. <laughs> 
I've got it for seven ninety nine. If you want the best, I've got the five seventy nine with all the, the all the bells, head up, foot up, uh, massage, twenty four settings, USBs to charge your phone, LED lights, the entire package, twelve ninety nine. This customer yesterday bought the twelve ninety nine special. They just came from our competitor across the street. The mattress he was looking at was seventeen hundred dollars. This is a latex gel-infused hybrid, including the best adjustable base for $12.99. We're going to be talking about this all day. Come and see us, uh, Orem or Salt Lake. Jake's the best at the address. I'll let him do that. I'm just going to say for moms, we'll also throw in a free pair of sheets if you mention Jake and Gordon. All right. There you go. Thanks, Tom. 86 East University Parkway there in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Treat your mom to something nice, an adjustable bed. Pretty sweet. All right. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. Sam Amick will also join us at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Toto is the band of the day today, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. Don't forget about uh, our friend Tom from The Warehouse. He'll be calling in all show long with great deals from the Orem location of The Warehouse. Don't miss them. They're always great. Boom channeling my inner Tom here. <laughs> All right, uh, Gordon, you asked me a question. Uh, reset that for me. We're talking about the Brett McMurphy uh, Stadium article talking about how uh, college sports, specifically football, may or may not proceed. Yes, I was saying essentially uh, that given all the elements to this, uh, this potential construct, what you, Jake, think will happen and what you think should happen. Um. All right, so maybe I'll I'll combine them and just say will and should because I I don't think they're potentially too far away. Let me let me put it this way: I'm not uberly confident in in anything because I just flat have no idea, right? Um, but I I don't hate the fact that during this thing something has has become obvious on a on a government level that I I don't dislike actually. Um. That the the states and local governments have been empowered to make a lot of these decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it's it's gone from federal to, to state to county to city. Uh, in our case, uh, mine and yours uh, are the same, actually. Um, but I I like it that uh, you know President Trump is is saying, all right, Governor Herbert, manage the situation for the state, and he can look at it from that perspective, and then it goes down to the county. 
and says, all right, you know, Jenny Wilson, you know, you, you account and set policy for your county. And then, you know, in Salt Lake City's case, Aaron Mendenhall or, or, or whomever the mayor is out there. I actually like that, that there have been those different standards, because I think the closer to a community in this circumstance that uh, those folks that are empowered, I, I think that's a good thing. That's my personal opinion. So operating under that. In, in college sports, Gordon, I, I think universities should be able to operate to the extent that they feel comfortable with under the law. And I know that politicians' uh, opinions on this and decisions are, are in some cases going to be corrupted, and in which case I would say, please show up in November and hold them accountable, right? But you just hope that you empowered the right people to make these decisions. But if if, if Governor Herbert and the, the, the task force think that there's a way for Utah to pull off a football game and do it safely under what they view as the, the wisest course of action, I'm fine with it. I, I really am. I'm fine with universities doing that. I'm fine with them splitting from their conferences and saying, we're going to try and do the best we can in this circumstance because there's a lot on the line. The, the problem with all of that, Gordon, is there's so much tape, right? I just described the layers. Now times that by however many universities we're talking about, sure. and it makes it uh-huh. extraordinarily complex. But I, I don't think complexity is necessarily a bad thing in this type of decision. All right, let me throw a a hand grenade into the middle of that. Let's say that somebody changes their minds once they get into the middle of it. What if there's a second wave of the COVID-19 and suddenly you have a situation that is worsening? What do you do then? Well, I think a, a lot of the leadership, at least around here, have talked about how we're going to have to proceed with um, I, I don't know the exact verbiage they've been using, but proceed with caution and with the idea in mind that we may have to take a step backward. Um, I think all that, I mean, I just think that's how we're going to be living life for the next little while. Having to just be you know, if it, if it, if it doesn't work, and well, it, I'll give you an encouraging example of what I'm talking about. Uh, the, the state, what are they calling it? The basically hotspot task force as their tracing and testing is, is getting better. All of a sudden you can, you can trace to a specific office or working environment. And, uh, and this task force like gets there, you know, you can picture the ghostbusters, the van and the sirens and, and uh, the, the little ghost. And they get there and they do all this testing with everybody who may have been exposed. And you can kind of, uh, you can kind of contract trace from there. You know, like all these things are good. You know, if you can figure out where the hotspots are and let's say, uh, uh, you, you know, there's an outbreak in a, a locker room, unfortunately, you have to adjust from there. And if it means you've got to cancel some games, well, you know, Gordon, we're canceling games by the dozen these days. So, I, I mean, that may be something that has to happen. Yeah, they, I think they should be prepared for that. I'm having a hard time getting the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man out of my mind Sorry. right now. Sorry, I apologize. Um, yeah, Someone say marshmallows. Uh, you'd have to be nimble. And, you would. Uh, you would 100%. up in a hurry. But that, that gets real complicated when you're talking about college football games, when you have – all kinds of schedules to balance, and you've got and, and and that can get expensive too. Canceling events, right, right. I I mean I've I've 
talked about uh, my buddy who works in the like the trade show convention industry, and mm. you know that's something that's not possible uh, at the moment. And he's talked about all the ideas buzzing around that industry on how they can proceed and and do it safely. And who knows if any of them will will ever work. But I mean, you know, people are 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 trying to think of different ways that they can operate and continue on in existence. And that's no different from college sports and. Uh, you know, there might be some mistakes and actually, you know, maybe some catastrophic ones. We'll see. Well, uh, we this, just this, hope we're more equipped to deal with it than we were at the beginning of this thing. And I think that's already true. This is one of the problems with this is you have reasonable people who can disagree and draw different conclusions. You talk about hot spots. Well, sometimes the data may not be that different. And yet people draw different conclusions in different states. And so and then we're just but, at the but, mercy of politicians, Gordon, which yeah, is is ultimately the answer to this, which whether you, you have, like it or not, that's a fact. OK, so uh, whether the fans are involved or not, and I, I don't know uh, how that's going to look, but even if you have football teams playing each other from different areas, then what is the likelihood of any kind of transmission on a football field? And then those folks go back. And, uh, and 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 continue the uh, potential spread. I, I know that it, nobody wants to be afraid of anything or paralyzed by fear, but sometimes there's good reason to be paralyzed a little bit, you know. And and I I don't know. I as I consider these different things, I want to be optimistic, but then somewhere in my mind, I think, what if? Well, trust what, me, if if we weren't paralyzed by fear, <laughs> this would look a lot yeah. different. Yeah. It would yeah. look a lot different. I think people I, I out just there think, what are, if, are plenty what, what fearful. If, what if half a team ends up with it? You know, I mean, it just I I don't know what to do with that. And and people can make the comparisons they want to other kind of illnesses and whatnot. But I don't know how often half a team gets uh, gets a cold well, or, get, you know, I mean, this is. This is something that seems like it is possible uh, with people, with a, a decent number of people who keep close quarters. In that case, Gordon, I think you honestly you'd, you'd have to have the capability of testing everybody and you pull those off the line. And if it's a whole team, it's a whole team. And it gets back to that adaptability that we're talking about. And then you cancel things again. And, and I, I, it's, this, this is what makes it unwieldy. Well, it doesn't and we're, mean, and, we're, and again, remember, we're talking about people's lives here. We are, but I think we'll get to the point where just because one athlete tests positive, we don't need to cancel the whole thing. Yeah, and that's one of the things that makes this uh, an unfinished story is that nobody really knows exactly how this would look or what the effect would be or what the potentiality is for danger. What the, uh, I, I mean, what? Oh, gee, I. It's it, it is perplexing, and that's why you have so many minds, bright minds, who who are unclear and unsure about what the best course of action is at this point. But if you have some conferences who are playing and they're playing with some teams in their conference, not the entire conference, and and you go ahead with that, and let's say they're even able to to achieve a certain number of games. What to what end? Uh, are we doing this just for money? Are we doing this for athletic departments? Are we are we playing for a trophy? Are we what are we playing for? Survival, I think, is what a lot of athletic directors would tell you. 
All right, we can get back to this, Gordon. We've got Sam Amick coming up next. We're already a little late. We want to make sure uh, we get to Stan- Sam. In fact, Stuart Mandel is going to be on the show at 4.30. Uh, really excited uh, for that. So we can run all this stuff by Stuart covering the co- uh, college football for the athletic. Sam's coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.